This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 176 of the Catholic Foodie, Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine at Emerald's Home Base. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about my favorite magazine in the whole world, <laughs> Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine. And we're also going to talk about um, one of my very early inspirations when it comes to cooking in the kitchen, and that is Emerald Lagasse. Uh, I often joke that um, my wife and I came into our marriage with two special cookbooks, and uh, one of them was written by Marcel Bienvenu, Who's Your Mama, Are You Catholic, Can You Make a Roux? And the second one was written by Emerald Lagasse with Marcel Bienvenu. <laughs> we'll talk about that right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right, this is podcasting, folks, so that's why you uh, you may hear a dog in the background uh, here at the palatial studios, uh, the uh, Catholic Foodie Studios. Uh, we happen to have some dogs. They live on the, uh, the, the 16th floor, and even though we're on the 64th floor, for some reason you can still hear those dogs. Okay, okay, I'm kidding, totally kidding. All right, so Louisiana Kitchen Culture Magazine, you know, okay, so there's, there's Bon Appetit, there's uh, Savor, there's Food and Wine, and a million others, but none of them impressed me as much as Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine. Maybe it's because I'm from Baton Rouge and grew up in South Louisiana, or maybe it's because Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine just does such a good job, an amazing job, at presenting our Louisiana food and culture to the world. Either way, I win. <laughs> <laughs> this past Monday, my co-host David Dawson and I had the pleasure of pre-recording an episode of Around the Table uh, Food Show uh, in the test kitchens, believe it or not, in the test kitchen of Emerald's home base. Susan Ford, the publisher of Louisiana Kitchen Culture Magazine, organized it all. The photo shoot was for uh, the upcoming holiday issue of the magazine, which spans Thanksgiving and Christmas, and the recipes in this issue alone will top 70. That's right, more than 70 recipes in this holiday issue. <laughs> they usually have between 50 and 60 or so, and, and they're going to have 70 in this one. That's just amazing. Now think about that for a, mo a moment. Food magazine, photo shoot, there must be food, right? <laughs> yes, indeed, there was. Uh, th these were the uh, the items off of Emerald's menu that were slated to be shot that day. They had a an orange, walnut, and goat cheese salad, uh, a turkey roulade with wild mushroom stuffing, a pecan custard pie with whipped cream, and an orange cello. That's right, the orange cello is very, very similar to a lemon cello, same concept, but made with oranges instead of lemons. You, wow, you talk about knock your socks off. This was some good stuff. Now, one of the uh, items, Emerald's smothered shrimp and andouille over creamy stone ground grits, was already shot back in July. So that that particular dish was not prepared for this photo shoot. It, it was already it had already made its debut. It already had its photo shoot. But in addition to Emerald's main menu, which I just shared with you. Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine is also going to feature several recipes for holiday leftovers uh, in, the, in this holiday issue. So Susan prepared four leftover dishes to be photographed that day. A turkey and andouille pot pie, which was just out of this world. Uh, a ham and potato casserole. That was delicious, too. A turkey tetrazzini gratin. Uh, and, a, and Miss Frances, who is her mother, Miss Frances uh, green beans with tasso. And uh, man, it was, imagine this, 
it's not the holidays, but we had this like full holiday spread. It was just fantastic. I'm going to share the show with you. The uh, that we the whole show that we shot that we recorded. I'm going to share that with you in just a few minutes, uh, and you can hear all about these delicious holiday menu options and get a sneak peek behind the scenes of a food magazine photo shoot too. Um, it was really interesting because you had several things going on at one time. There was the the food, of course. Uh, there was the opportunity to have Susan back on the show and to talk with Susan about the magazine and about what's going to be uh, coming up in the, in the, in the holiday issue. Uh, and there was a, also the opportunity to talk with uh, the photographer, uh, David Galent, uh, who has, has, has been, I mean, he's, he's a famous food photographer. He, he's been all over the place. He shot uh, photos for uh, Chef John Foles' cookbooks and tons of other cookbooks. Uh, and also, of course, his photography appears in uh, Louisiana Kitchen and Culture magazine. So it was a chance to talk to him about food photography and what goes into that. And then we also had the folks who were there at as part of Emerald's home base, part of Emerald's test kitchens, uh, from the chefs and also the folks who help with his foundation. He has a nonprofit foundation uh, that that the goal really is to help children to learn cuisine, to learn how to cook which is an amazing thing, and they do a lot of good work, the Emerald Lagasse Foundation. So we had a chance to talk to all these folks uh, during this show, and uh, I'm, I'm going to share all that with you in just a few minutes. Now, besides the food and the magazine talk, as I mentioned, you know, we had the, the chance to talk with Antonia Keller and Camille Breland about the good work of the Emerald Lagasse Foundation. You know, Emerald established the foundation in 2002 to support children's educational programs that inspire and mentor young people through the culinary arts, nutrition, healthy eating, and important life skills. It reminds me a lot of Cafe Reconcile, uh, which, by the way, uh, the Emerald Lagasse Foundation is a sponsor of uh, Cafe Reconcile. And so to date, the foundation has donated more than $5.5 million to community organizations in New Orleans, Las Vegas, and on the Gulf Coast. Some of those, the, the, the local beneficiaries in New Orleans would include St. Michael's Special School, Cafe Reconcile, which I mentioned, and also NOCA. NOCA is the New Orleans Center for the Culinary, for the Creative Arts. And the amazing thing about that is that Emerald was able to introduce a few years back into NOCA, um, as part of their curriculum, the culinary arts. So it's very exciting. We, we talk about that in the show, and you'll hear that in just a moment. Uh, in May, uh, Emerald Lagasse was honored by, as the Humanitarian of the Year by the James Beard Foundation. That's a pretty big, uh, pretty big honor there. Uh, the main annual fundraiser for the Emerald Lagasse Foundation is coming up in November, and it's a two-night event. On Friday, November 8th, the Emerald Lagasse Foundation will host Boudin, Bourbon, and Beer, which really sounds like a, a, great, uh, a great event. It's going to be at the Foundry in downtown New Orleans. Uh, the, event, the event is uh, co-chaired by Emerald Lagasse, Mario Batali, and Chef Donald Link. And it's going to feature specialty brews by Abita Beer, Bourbon by Buffalo Trace, and Spirits by Sazerac Brands, uh, Artisanal Sausages by 40... 40 of the country's best chefs, featured winemaker Jim Clendenson, uh, Obon Climat Winery, uh, Climat, I hope I pronounced that correctly, I'm not really good at French, uh, additional wines by Justin Vineyards and Landmark Vineyards, Water by Fiji, Music by Lost Bayou Ramblers, Holy Ghost Tent Revival, and Packway Handle Band. 
uh, Nat Sherman Cigar Tasting, 610 Stomper Appearance, Silent Auction, and more. All that's going to be happening on November 8th, Friday, November 8th, uh, in New Orleans, downtown New Orleans. For more information, you can go to BoudinBourbonAndBeer.com. Boudin is B-O-U-D-I-N. So BoudinBourbonAndBeer.com. And then on Saturday, November 9th, the Emerald Lagasse Foundation will host Carnavale du Vin. And uh, this event is, is definitely upscale with tickets selling at $1,000 a piece. If I had $1,000 to spend on that, I probably would. <laughs> but uh, tables sell for $10,000 each. It's pricey, but again, the money goes to a good cause. Carnavale du Vin will feature uh, cuisine served by guest chef, uh, chef John Besh, Chef Kat Cora, Chef Rick Moonen, and Chef Aaron Sanchez. Uh, chefs are assisted by hospitality students and culinary interns. And these are the folks who are the beneficiaries, right? Like the folks over at uh, Cafe Reconcile, the ones who, who, who receive the, 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 the benefits of this foundation. So that's really amazing that these guys, these lady, men and women who are studying the culinary arts will get to, to, to take part in this event uh, from which they're going to benefit. And, and they get to rub elbows with Chef John Besh and, and uh, Chef Emeril Lagasse and, and, and others. It's fantastic. Um, there's a whole lot more that we could say about uh, Carnivale de Vin. And we, we talk about it a bit in the, in the radio show. But again, you can go to their website to find out all the, uh, the, the, the bits and pieces there, all the details of uh, this particular event, including the fact that Sammy Hagar is going to be there as you know, providing music, which is kind of cool. Uh, the, the website is Carnivale. That's uh, kind of Italian-sounding. Uh, Carnavale du Vin, D-U-V-I-N. So CarnavaleDuVin.com. And we are going to uh, I'm gonna bring this, this show to you in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to play this show that we did just a couple of weeks ago at Emerald's Home Base or Emerald's Test Kitchens with Susan Ford and Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie and co-host of Around the Table Food Show. I want to invite you to travel with me on a special pilgrimage to the Holy Land, February 5th to the 15th, 2014. Join me as we pray and break bread together in Israel and experience the Bible come alive. More than a standard pilgrimage experience, this trip also includes cooking demonstrations, shopping in open-air markets, tours of a brewery, and a Franciscan winery in Bethlehem. The trip will culminate with a farewell supper in Emmaus, where the disciples recognize Jesus and the breaking of the bread. You can find all the details at catholicfoodie.com. Welcome to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with Jeff Young, and uh, this is the show where food meets faith. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Nick? I'm really excited because where we're located today. Where are we? We are, uh, well, we're at Emerald's <laughs> home base, believe it or not. We've got a photo shoot. We have Susan Ford with us today, not on the phone. She's actually in studio with us, or I don't know if you call this in studio. We're actually at this uh, location. We're all together. We can see each other smile. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing very well. For, uh, Susan looks a little disappointed. Have, yeah. Yeah, now that you've seen us face to face, she's like, oh, wow. <laughs> now, Su- Susan is no stranger to the show, right around the table, because she is the publisher of Louisiana Kitchen and Culture magazine. 
And we've had her on the show several times, I think, to talk about issues. And that's right. We have an issue that's out right now. We've got another one coming out, I, th- I guess, next month. comes um, out in November. In this November. is my holiday issue. This is Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine. And, and we're here today to do a photo shoot. This is, we're getting behind the scenes here. Yes. So, right? so we're getting a taste of Thanksgiving early. Early. <laughs> this is really cool. <laughs> I mean, well, I've already tested, tasted some, uh, some turkey, and uh, interesting things are going on in the background here that is... Um, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna fill you in on that's uh, what to do with the leftovers. Some leftover ideas, and okay. what we're working on the main piece right now is the Emerald's favorite dishes for his holiday dinners. So, yeah. combination of the two. Well, so far the one I just tasted, I could see why that would be one of his. favorite That was on dishes. his menu. Yes. Holy cow! I tell really you, it's, it's great to be here too because as we were walking in, they have uh, all the Emerald's cookbooks on the on a shelf, you know, on a wall. Mm. And I was walking through them, going, "I have that one. I have that one. I have that one." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, Emerald's one. It's like Justin Wilson was one of my early, early food inspirations. You know, cooking in, uh, inspirations, and Emerald was also very early mm. on one of my. Uh, inspirations to be in the kitchen so it's great to be here so susan can you tell us a little bit about like what what is the photo shoot what are we doing today this is this is um advanced work that we're doing for our november december issue of louisiana kitchen and culture it's our annual holiday issue um this year emerald graciously agreed to be our cover story so we actually were in this same studio back in july the beginning of july and Mm. shot him with a cover dish of shrimp and grits, which we're not going to sample today because it already saw a shot it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, Emerald was honored this year as a James Beard Culinary Humanitarian of the Year. So that's part of the story in I the magazine. I can't wait to talk about that. I mean, he's doing a whole lot. He does a lot here in New yeah. Orleans. It's 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 pretty humbling when, when you take a look at what all he gives back to the community here. So, so this is just, it's a great shot for the magazine, and it's great food, of course, and it'll be a great cover story for me, but it also is to acknowledge what he's done to help really change lives for a lot of kids in New Orleans. That's right. I mean, all across. I mean, I know that uh, St. Michael School is part of that. I know that... Uh, the foundation also helps with uh, Cafe Reconcile. Yes, Cafe Liberty also. Yeah, Cafe Liberty. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good work, a lot of good work. Uh, all this good stuff that can happen, you know, around the table. Absolutely. So this gets it, gets it going. So yesterday we cooked all day to get everything done, and now we're here actually in the test kitchens at Emerald's home base where they have studio lighting and everything all set up, it's, and it's very cool and it's fun. And we're putting the finishing touches on, I guess, probably six or eight dishes today that we'll then plate and shoot and taste and sample. And it's tough work, but somebody yeah, has to do it. Yeah, that's so why we're here. Do. We're here for you. I'm looking at three chefs or four, uh, and I'm looking at uh, a food photographer. That's right. All right. And, and uh, so there's a lot of action going on here. It, takes a lot of work to pull it off and you actually had to prepare the food yesterday right so yes i did a lot of the advanced, advanced work cooking. yesterday mm-hmm. and uh and you bring it in here now it's not it's it's fully cooked when you come in or is it there's some of it that still needed some finishing work um a lot of the casseroles that are featuring the leftovers needed to be topped with cheese and bread crumbs and go in the mm-hmm. oven and mm-hmm. cook until bubbly basically but it, it's all done and ready to to go a few last minute things that will be assembled at the last minute so that it's still fresh and tasty you know a salad that we wanted to wait until the last minute. and Yeah, you could hear the shutter clicking in the background. So <laughs> give us an example of some of the stuff that uh, you're, you're photo shooting today. and where Well, the, the Emerald's the menu itself, the dinner, men- dinner menu from the feature story about him, starts off with an orange walnut and goat cheese salad mm-hmm. that we brought all the components in for that. And actually, then we shoot 
as it's being put together and and actual work in the kitchen so we get lots of action shoot shots for the magazine and then the finished dish mm-hmm. um, what we shot back in July was Emeril with his smothered shrimp and andouille over creamy stone ground grits wow. um, and it's fantastic <laughs> oh I'm goodness. sorry we don't have it to sample today wow. but it's okay I'm not disappointed so far in what I've had so and we put together we got turkey breasts from Rouse's and deboned a big one and split it out so that it would lay out flat mm-hmm. for stuffing and then made a, a dressing that's um, wild mushrooms, some breadcrumbs, and all tasty things that all went into that. Tasty indeed. That's what we got to sample so yeah. far. Yeah. Oh. We stuffed that breast with that, rolled it up with bacon, mm-hmm. oh, and then goodness. baked it off, and yeah. it's delicious. <laughs> Jeff, you going to post that picture that <laughs> Any, you took of that? Anything with bacon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, All right. Then we've got a pumpkin custard pie with whipped cream, and we actually have a technique on how to produce the beautiful photographic dollop of cream that's just perfect. So we're going to do a little how-to. How um, to make your whipped cream look like it's ready. Like it's ready for a magazine. Like it's ready (laughs) for its close-up. All right. Um, And then we've got a beautiful orange cello that's made with Everclear. That's something that's going to make a great gift, actually. It takes a few weeks for it to all come together. Um, that's what I'm that's seeing a, her pour right now. Isn't yeah, it? okay. Th- that's an aperitif. All right. Um, and so that the process of making something like that, I mean, that that it, it, you just said, it takes weeks for mm-hmm. it to to happen. What? How do you do that? It's, I started with four big, fat, really orange oranges, mm-hmm. and very carefully sliced the skin off of those. You make sure you don't take any of the white pith with it because that's bitter. So you oh, get wow. just the skin that's got all the oil in it, mm-hmm. right? And then it goes in a sealed jar with a fifth of Everclear, which is rocket fuel. Yeah, <laughs> and it sits for four or five days while the flavor from the rinds in- infuses the alcohol, but it also takes off some of the color, so it's that beautiful golden color, and then. Once that's done, which is what we're shooting right now, I also made a simple syrup, and the alcohol gets combined with the simple syrup and then put into bottles that you can then gift to people, and those need to sit for a couple of weeks to really let the, the flavors all mellow together. All get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had yeah. an interesting story of uh, going uh, this, the other morning <laughs> to the grocery store in the morning buying <laughs> yeah. Everclear. Yes. yes. You, you say, this is for a photo shoot. It's yeah. not for me. It's I'm not, not going to go gonna home and that. get started okay. on this. <laughs> what is she having for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> At least she didn't buy straws, too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and and go ahead. I'm sorry. So I was just going to say this is all going to be featured in the November December of Louisiana Kitchen and Culture magazine. You'll find it on newsstands beginning the first weekend or so of, of November. Okay, and with that, you're going to have the recipes. Yes, all the recipes for everything will be in there. Great photography, um, a nice story with an overview of Emerald and his his holiday antics and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And if people want to sign up and, or subscribe to the magazine, where do they go? They can go to louisiana.kitchenandculture.com is our website. Um, and, in fact, you'll find my September-October issue on newsstands now. It hit in the last week and a half or so. It's got a muffaletta oh featured on the cover boy. of that one. Okay. Yeah. That one's out now? That one's out now. Oh, okay. This one almost didn't make it from the mailbox at the front door because <laughs> I was going to eat the, the magazine when I saw that cover. <laughs> well, that's it's what so I love good. about your magazine, though, because I've seen other food magazines and in, in, in fact local food magazines and they have a few recipes in them but this thing is chock-a-block that, that's what i really like about that because really what our show is all about is cooking at home i mean granted we're going out and 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 we're going to restaurants where families can you know join each other at restaurants but we're helping we're We'd like to bring it back home, just oh, like sure. just like you're doing too. You know, with 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 the recipes and such. So this has got to be one of the best magazines. I 
And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here. Okay. <laughs> you're saying it because I'm feeding you today. I was, uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I was I was just blown away by the amount of recipes. How many would you say per magazine, roughly? We, we work on at least 50 per issue. This holiday issue that I'm working on, I think it's going to top 70 is, wow. is what the account looks like right oh now. Oh, my goodness. So, and, and we pull in recipes from all over the the state. It's not just New Orleans. You're going to find a lot of New Orleans Creole. You're going to find a lot of Southwest Louisiana Cajun, a lot of smoked meats, but you're also going to find a lot of the country cooking and soul food that you find in the Delta region of the state. Yep. And even in this issue, there's um, some Tex-Mex that you'll find in the northwest corner right. of the state. So a little bit of all of it. Um, well, the, and, the, and, the and September, you know, October issue, you know, uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, it was I got a big kick out of this. When it came in, because my, my son has got me into watching uh, Duck Dynasty. Uh-huh. You know, so the last, uh, I don't know, probably a couple of months, I've been catching up on old shows, and, and mm-hmm. we've got the, the, the uh, DVD set and all that. So we've been watching these folks eat squirrel. Uh-huh. And you have a, a an article here on squirrel season, and Ew. it's called The the Chicken of the Tree, which I, <laughs> I, I just Do started really laughing. A- I, I was laughing. <laughs> Do you have the a recipe in there? We've got about eight recipes in there using yeah. squirrel. We wow. Do specify you can substitute out chicken meat if you want to or pork, but there's squirrel recipes. I like squirrel. I grew up, my brothers all hunted, and my grandmother always said she would cook anything that anybody killed and brought to her as long as they cleaned it first. Wow. So. wow. <laughs> sort of like they do in this show. And I mean, one thing we all appreciate about this show is it ends every show where they're all sitting around the table. Yes. And we, right, right what we're all about so squirrel you say okay and you actually have a you you kind of tell us how to clean the squirrels we go into detail on how to clean it if you uh, go go out and bag your own wow you need to know (laughs) that's awesome y'all talk amongst yourselves i'm sipping this orange jello orange Orange jello am i saying it right orange jello jello. yeah and uh careful because it's Mm. smooth and sweet and very fresh. Tasting. If we start see- singing in a little bit, we you'll may know burst why. into song. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Isn't that uh, good? <laughs> yeah, it's I great. Mean, it's great. Is... But it's smooth. It's it's a mm-hmm. it's an aperitif, right? Yes. Which yeah. is supposed to uh, uh, help stimulate your appetite. Stimulates the appetite a little bit. Right. Yeah. And also at the end of a meal, it'll help smooth things over a little smooth bit sometimes. Although I'm not quite so sure about this. Yeah. But this <laughs> this will sit for another two weeks before it'll be really where. It'll all be mellow and smooth. Yeah, because I'm but. looking at something that's the color of orange juice. Orange I mean, juice. this looks yeah. like orange juice. Mm-hmm. So and now, will this clear up or will no, this? No, this is the color. This is the way it's going to be. Yep. Uh, it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Would you serve it chilled or just like this? Um, you'd serve it chilled. You use it as as making mixed mixed drinks. Yeah. Um, I would even say, given the way this tastes, you could stir it in with a little champagne and make a mimosa with oh, a little wow. extra kick to it. A little extra it. kick. Yeah. yeah. A little firepower. Boy, talk about extra <laughs> wow. kick. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to set this down over here. But it's amazing, though, that you can get this color just from the the rind sitting in, or I guess the skin. The, huh? this, the rind of the, 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 the citrus and the, in the, um, in the alcohol, yeah. It's got oil in it that contains some of the color. And um, I mean, you could. This is with oranges. You can do it with grapefruits or a slightly, you know, a pink grapefruit for a really pretty color. Um, lemon will give you a more yellow and a lemony, more of a lemony taste, obviously. But that's what I've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the lemon cello. Yeah, right. I had that. But this is really refreshing. Very nice. So. <laughs> I think when, once the citrus comes in to, to season this fall, it'll be fun to get some actual satsumas that are really that vivid orange. My oh, son made that. that Sumacello, I think he, I forget what he called it, but it was it was surprising. I yeah. mean, how how good that was, and boy, I tell you, there's no shortage of Satsuma 
uh, feelings, yeah. well, or satsumas for that matter, around here. Around and the, here. the technique is, a, is the same. From one citrus to another, it's the same technique, so. Well, now, uh, okay, so, so have we... Have we pretty much covered the menu as far as everything that you that, guys are cooking today? That's the or? holiday menu. We also have prepared that we're going to shoot today. Um, we did this last year to critical reader acclaim. They loved it. We, we prepared five or six dishes. Um, there were some ideas on using your leftovers. We assume everybody's going to have a turkey at some point over the holiday season. Most everybody's going to have a ham of some sort over mm-hmm. the holiday season. So we have done today, we've got um, a turkey and andouille pot pie. Okay. Oh, wow. A ham and potato casserole that's gonna that's got a lot of cheese in it. That's gonna be really good. And then there's a turkey tetrazzini gratin, um, and then I also made my mother's green beans with with tasso. So green beans ooh. with tasso. There's nothing what you would call health food on this menu, but it is the holidays it's, after it's all. Holidays. January first oh, yeah. is coming. Now that's that's <laughs> what was strange is we were talking before we uh, before we went on the air, and we were discussing. Okay, wait a minute. This is Thanksgiving food, and it's like, well, we're planning. What to have for leftovers for Thanksgiving? I mean, how weird is that? Well, there's always going to be leftovers. You know what I mean? Yeah. At Thanksgiving. Yeah. I know at our house we do. Matter of fact, every year for the last several years, I use one of Emerald's recipes. It's the the pepper stuffed turkey. Mm-hmm. That's and, delicious. Uh, I've had that. It's amazing because it, I've never had. It's just so juicy. Mm-hmm. You know. It really is a fantastic. We always have leftovers. We plan for it, and I usually make a gumbo or something after. Of course, it's not really hot and cold uh, here. <laughs> it can be. You just you have as many t-shirts and shorts as you do in sweat. That's right. That's right. I, I tell you what. Uh, let's take a break, and okay. when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the food. We'll talk about uh, um, what Emerald does. You know, I mean, as far as the foundation, foundation. that we were talking about. All right. We'll be right. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie and co-host of Around the Table Food Show. I want to invite you to travel with me on a special pilgrimage to the Holy Land, February 5th to the 15th, 2014. Join me as we pray and break bread together in Israel and experience the Bible come alive. More than a standard pilgrimage experience, this trip also includes cooking demonstrations, shopping in open-air markets, tours of a brewery, and a Franciscan winery in Bethlehem. The trip will culminate with a farewell supper in Emmaus, where the disciples recognize Jesus and the breaking of the bread. You can find all the details at catholicfoodie.com. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson sitting here with Jeff Young. And, uh, oh, this is exciting because we are in Emerald's Test Kitchen. That's right. Our Emerald's Headquarters here in New Orleans. Home base, I believe they call it. Home base, they call it? Okay, well, this, this is great. I feel like I'm in a very privileged area here. I'm going to describe it. We're in a real large kitchen and uh we've got uh, about three or four chefs in the background going on here and we have a food photographer taking pictures for an edition of louisiana kitchen and culture magazine that's going that's to right. feature thanksgiving food thanksgiving well yeah it's also featuring emerald and that's one of the reasons why we have uh antonia keller and camille breeland with us right now mm-hmm. uh they're going to talk talk to us a bit about emerald emerald was just um i believe he received a very big award just uh recently yes recently uh chef emerald was named humanitarian of the year from the james beard foundation and that was in may at lincoln center hmm. and chef emerald and his wife alden 
um, accepted this award, kind of um, just appreciating the work that they've done over the years. And, and, and they have done a, a great deal. I mean, uh, describe some of that. So Emerald Lagasse Foundation was started about 10 years ago, just over, mm-hmm. and um, with a mission to provide education for youth of New Orleans and beyond. Mm-hmm. And um, we have built many different culinary centers, different gardens, lots of summer and after school programs mm-hmm. for the children of New Orleans and the Gulf Coast. It's mostly for the New Orleans area, is yes, that right? Yes, it okay. is. Um, some different projects of ours that mm-hmm. are kind of highlight that we can highlight today are Cafe Reconcile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on the second floor there, uh, they recently renovated what's called the Emerald Lagasse Foundation Hospitality Center. Oh. And it's a place for expanded training. So Cafe Reconcile can give students advanced training once they finish with the cafe level yeah. downstairs. Um, they can learn about banquets and events. Um, they can even host events there. Mm-hmm. So it's an additional revenue source for the cafe. This is a place where we've been already. Right. And we've been at Cafe Reconcile. And it's miracles seeing what they're doing right there and the careers that they're starting and the lives that they're changing uh, right there at that restaurant. Plus, it's a great restaurant to go eat. Uh, we really enjoyed that. So Emerald has gotten behind that, which is um Yes, um, we've been a lead donor in that project um, for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also helped construct the NOCA kitchen and culinary program. NOCA, New Orleans? New Orleans Center for Creative Arts. All right, very and good. And they have many arts disciplines, and the seventh one was added about five years ago, thanks to Chef Emerald's lead, and it's culinary arts. Yeah, okay. So it's graduated over about 100 students so far in the hospitality and true culinary arts just as if you're getting ready to go to culinary school these kids are prepped for that and they've been receiving scholarships and it's been very successful so far that's fantastic when you say kids what age range are you oh this is high and high school program really oh wow i wish i had had that opportunity when i was in high school i know (laughs) we still don't know how to cook (laughs) these kids definitely know how to cook and they're very serious and they know the passion and the hard work that's required to become a chef and hopefully run a kitchen one day. Well, can you imagine? You're starting off at that early of an age. You're getting that kind of training, and you say, in New Orleans. I got this culinary right. training in New Orleans. Oh, you're set for the country. I mean, aren't you? I mean, you can go anywhere, I would imagine. Well, because we're food here in New Orleans. That, that's right. That's it. That's right. I mean, when people think of New Orleans, they think of uh, food, the good food, and jazz. You know? I mean, yes. around the world, they yeah. think of that. So that's uh, a, a, a feather in your cap, I guess, to... <laughs> <laughs> graduate from that program. We have another uh, couple of great programs at Liberty's Kitchen is expanding, which is also a hospitality training program for at-risk youth. Liberty's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that one. Okay, yeah. but it's, is it along the same line sure as uh, Cafe yes. Reconcile? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they are just doing wonderful work. And then Edible Schoolyard New Orleans mm-hmm. is, has a garden program garden to kitchen and that's for elementary school okay so it's a nice breadth of different age groups that the foundation gets to assist i remember the folks at cafe reconcile telling us that a lot of the kids when they learned hey i can actually this actually grows in a garden when they've only been in the store and didn't really have a clue you know about uh, it going from the garden to the table and it was a kind of an eye-opener for that so uh wow that is it so i mean he's doing okay we've got cafe reconcile Liberty Liberty's Kitchen Liberty's Kitchen mm-hmm. uh, Noka Noka and school edible and edible schoolyard edible schoolyard okay yes. 
that's just a few of the things yeah. that they've done. Wow, you must really enjoy your job. Most definitely. It's a privilege. All right. And you all have, uh, the foundation also has a few things that are coming up too, huh? Some big events that are coming up to we raise do, yes. funds. and. We have um, an annual fundraising weekend and um, started off with the Carnival de Vin, which is a wine and food gala. And that's going to be Saturday, November 9th at the Hyatt Regency. Mm-hmm. And then a few years ago, we introduced something called Boudin Bourbon and Beer. Oh, well, that sounds like sounds what I good. had for uh, breakfast. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I did not. Oh. Yes, it's uh, yeah. really a, just a conglomeration of everything that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be at the Foundry on <laughs> November 8th. It's a Friday evening. So we have... Um, Boudin, beer, no. bourbon, and beer. Okay, so we good. have a couple, besides the chefs, the chefs are Chef Emeril, Hi. Chef Mario Batali comes from New York, yeah. and Chef Donald Link are all the co-chairs, and they are preparing some phenomenal dishes, and then they lead about over 40 other chefs, from local chefs to visiting chefs um, from all around the country. Mm-hmm. Everyone brings their best boudin dish to the table. Oh, oh. no kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is from all <laughs> over the state? Yes, the state. We the have. state, the region. These okay. are some of the best chefs from around the south and from around the country. And um, last year we even had a boudin dish that featured a Nutria rat. Oh my so that goodness. was interesting. <laughs> Nutria boudin. Yes. Scallop oh, boudin. Wow. There's rabbit boudin. There's a- every squirrel kind. Squirrel boudin. I don't think squirrel. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this yeah. year. Yeah. Holy cow, Nutria Boudin. I'll have to, now, when you say, is it chefs doing this only? Or, I mean, because, you know, some of these places, you know, west of Lafayette and such, you know, they it's have some incredible Boudin. award-winning restaurant chefs that all right. come and have a station. Okay, yes. okay. And, highly and acclaimed chefs. I want to be there. How do I go? Where do I go? Um, <laughs> you go to yes. BoudinBourbonAndBeer.com. Okay. And our tickets are available for purchase there all right. on site. We're going to be talking website. more about that oh, yeah. later on, too, aren't we? And then there's a is there another event as well that's uh, the the following night or we already the following about that? night the... there's the gala mm-hmm. which is a food and wine pairings multi course dinner where we bring in other chefs from around the country to do that as well. And, and that's so all called these Carnival events, Carnival event, and all these events go to I mean the the money that that you get from that goes to support the foundation and support all the the work that uh, that Emerald's been doing. Mm-hmm. So. It's our main fundraising weekend wow. for the year. That is fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we should pack the place. I think I so. I mean, why wouldn't it? It sounds like a whole lot of fun to go. <laughs> yeah, there's know? also um, our sponsors, a beer. Oh, yeah. So it's as much a mm-hmm. beer, and they bring out very special cask tastings, some things that they're brewing right now just for this event. For the event? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo Trace Bourbon is also doing the same mm-hmm. thing. They'll have a lot of different specialty tastings, elegant, different kind of cocktails that they are planning all as we speak. Why this sounds like a fun evening. So this is the first year that we've added the the bourbon um, side to Boudin Bourbon and Beer. So I think everyone's really excited to to have that third um, taste, oh, yeah. the Buffalo Trace, to go along with your Boudin. Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace Bourbon. Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Where is Buffalo Trace? It's in Frankfort, Kentucky. Frankfort, Kentucky. Yes. Okay. That's so that it can be called bourbon. The bourbon, yes. The bourbon. It's one of the oldest <laughs> distilleries, I believe. Really? Okay. All right. Excellent. Well, where is it again? The event. Yes. It's at the Foundry on St. Joseph Street in Chapatulas. It's a corner. And so we have an indoor-outdoor event. We close off the street. Okay. I bet you would have to close off the street because I don't know if a, a room would be big enough to hold all that. So uh, 
Oh, wow. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. So, And the website again is? Yes. BoudinBourbonAndBeer.com. That's easy to remember. Sure. <laughs> Just remember what you had for breakfast this morning that that sounds fantastic so well we really appreciate you guys uh, joining us and and you know we're we're happy to help support and and promote uh, especially you know considering what they're doing at uh, cafe reconcile and and these other places they're starting careers is, is there anybody by the way that's graduated from any of these places that's that you know of that's working you know in in your yes. organization there are quite a few graduates that if they don't some of them work for chef emerald's restaurants and then or they can go to different restaurants in the city different hotels there's a lot of job placement opportunities when you graduate from one of these programs you see them uh, actually uh, at work so and and, and and really let's familiarize we have, we have a few more minutes but let's for for, for Educate folks on what uh, things like Cafe Reconcile does in case somebody's, you know, just tuning into the show and we've been talking about it. But really, it's it's for un- underprivileged youth, right? It's for right? youth that have sort of have no more no options. They don't know where else to turn. They probably didn't graduate high school because mm-hmm. it was really just a difficult life that they were leading. And so... They can show up at the doors of Cafe Reconcile, which is on Aretha Castle Haley, right there in Central City, mm-hmm. and they can apply to the program. And here in that program, it's about an eight-week program, and what you're going to do is learn everything from basic life skills, how to keep a job, how to interact mm-hmm. and have interpersonal skills with customers and uh, fellow students, right. um, and they're going to get job placement at the end of it. And what they do is learn back of house, meaning chef skills, and mm-hmm. then front of house, all the, the service section being a server. So, This is hands-on training in a working restaurant. So they pretty much hit the ground running, don't they? Correct. Yes, they're ready for customers. Um, if we go into lunch, it's one of the most fun times of the day to go have lunch at Cafe Reconcile. I have to admit, and delicious. That, was, yeah. that, was, that was a lot of fun. When, when, when and Jeff and I were there for one thing, the service there... It's some of the best service I had, mm-hmm. friendliest service I've ever had. And it just seemed like everybody that was back in that kitchen was really enjoying themselves, having a good time. And, and Chef Joe was fantastic. I mean, he was, it was 10 years, I believe. He had just celebrated 10 years there with Cafe Reconcile. And if anybody, who, you know, if you haven't heard that show yet, we do have that archive, by the way. You can listen to that over at catholicfoodie.com. Uh, it, it's, it was, I guess, back in June or, or July. Just look, uh, you can look right there or search for Cafe Reconcile on the website, and that'll pull up. You can listen to that audio right there on the, on the Internet or and download it into your iPod or whatever you have, you know. And that is, that's just Cafe Reconcile, you know, uh, as far as uh, all, all the other things that you guys benefit, right? Right, so. yeah. Liberty's Kitchen is also a wonderful program for at-risk youth who want to learn in the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. And they um, also have like a catering service and they have um, some school meals that they provide to New Orleans College prep schools. Oh, okay. So not only are the kids, um, the, I, I believe they call them interns, aren't they're learning cafe style service at Liberty's Kitchen catering service. And then they also learn uh, kind of a healthy from scratch school meals approach for the New Orleans college prep students. Awesome. This That's great. goes towards the catering <laughs> side. Yeah, okay. 
And we Fantastic. need healthy school meals, too, you know. When I was in school, it wasn't so healthy. No, no. I think that's coming back around. We're seeing uh, a lot more about uh, from, from garden to table cooking, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're seeing that all around the city. And I, I know that the education uh, of the cooks and everything is going in that direction. So we're all getting healthier. Uh, and, but it's very, very good. You know, it's fantastic. Well, y'all, thank you. We appreciate you uh, joining us, and uh, you're doing a wonderful job. So thank you. Keep up the good work. Antonia Keller and Camille Breland. Thank y'all. Thank you. Jeff. That was that was pretty amazing. What what all the what all this foundation? I really thought that uh, you know I've been, I've been a big fan of Emerald and watching them cook and and all that. But uh, the, what's done in the background is pretty uh, pretty doggone amazing. What these folks do, huh? Well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good work. You know, it's good work. It's helping the community. And uh, I think that's what it's all about. You see a lot of these chefs do this, you know. I mean, it's, it's uh, something you see a lot of, I think, down here in New Orleans. We saw, we talked to Matt Murphy just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was uh, talking about giving back to the community. We right. talked to John Besh in John the past. Best does and the he's same the same thing. thing. And, that's right. You know, so it, it's something I think that's part of the, the chef community here in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just an amazing thing to see people really giving to the community in such a way that it can impact lives and actually change lives, give kids give youth an opportunity that they wouldn't otherwise have absolutely you know? and you're doing it with good food because i mean i'm telling you i can smell the food oh here. my gosh <laughs> well speaking of which when we come back we're going to be we're going to be talking once again about uh well we're going to be talking about how this food is photographed that's right they're working on dolloping whipped cream as we speak I know, it's amazing there. this so. is like the behind the scenes you know yeah. what does it take to to put a magazine like this together you know or a food show or anything like that together this is quite uh intriguing it's fun it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun <laughs> all right we'll be right back me can't put it out Chili Pepper, Chili Pepper, Chili Pepper. Extravaganza. The greatest hot sauce show on the planet, plus the hottest city on earth and the French Quarter, combined to bring you the very best in hot sauces, barbecue, and specialty food. Chili Chili Pepper Pepper Extravaganza Extravaganza. at the New Orleans Convention Center, September 27th, 28th, and 29th. If you love spicy food, great barbecue, this is the ultimate place for you, too. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, September 27th, 28th, and 29th. Plus, your ticket to the great event guarantees you a free subscription to Chili Pepper Magazine, the most fantastic foodie magazine on the planet. One subscription per household. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson sitting here with Jeff Young, and we are privileged to be in the test kitchens or the home base of Emerald Lagasse uh, here in New Orleans. Boy, this is this is like ground zero. This is where it happens, right? Magic has worked here, I think. No, it has. I know. We've been sampling it. And, and we have some of the uh, the troops here with us. That's who, right. who, who do got, we have? We've got, uh, we've got two of the members of the culinary team, Emerald's culinary team here with us. We've got Stacy Meyer yeah. and uh, Charlotte Martori. That's right. Uh, who are here with us today. And uh, welcome. Thank you. Y'all have been so busy. Yes. <laughs> you know, they were describing what they do, Jeff, uh, earlier before we started the show. And this is amazing. You guys will take some of the recipes from the restaurant or else you'll create recipes Let's see if I get this right. Some of the recipes that are created in Emerald's restaurants are delicious and wonderful. They feed 400. You guys got to make them to where they feed four so they'll go into a cookbook. Is that right? That's right. A lot of our restaurant recipes um, are so delicious that people want to be able to do them at home as well. Yeah. Uh, The problem with a lot of our restaurant recipes is that they 
as you said, they serve 60 portions, 120 portions. Right. And then uh, restaurant chefs also have a myriad of ingredients always at the hand. And so we have to take this recipe and make it into something that really works for the home cook and make it serve more like six to eight instead of... And make yeah. it taste the same. That's right, because people... Because in the restaurant. Yes, we want to keep them happy. So you get a plate of the food. See if I get this right. <laughs> you get a plate of the food, and you bring it here, and you taste it and say, hmm, no, you know, that's not how you do it. You, you do the math We do first. the math, yes. Oh, okay. Right. We get, we'll get the recipe generally... We get the recipe generally from the chef or from someone at the restaurant um, who needs to have the recipe translated. So they send us the recipe first. Gotcha. But it could come from Las Vegas. It could come from Miami. It could from, uh, I guess, Miami. It yeah. could come <laughs> um, Charlotte. It could come from any of his restaurants. So we never, we don't always get the chance to taste the recipe until we've actually made it ourselves. And it comes here. <clears throat> comes here All to of us. them, from all of the restaurants. Well... Wow. Most, most of the time that when we're working with the restaurant recipe, it's for a PR. Okay. It's for a PR, media request. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe somebody has had this dish in the restaurant and they think it would make a fabulous story. Or they're trying to promote one of our restaurants. So I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, as a matter of fact, that's what we're doing here today. This is going to be in the November, October, November issue. Mm-hmm. Right, October, uh, November, the of, holiday uh, issue. Yeah, the holiday issue. Mm-hmm. That's right. Of, mm-hmm. uh, Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine, which I guess is really November, December issue. Okay, it's a holiday issue. Holiday. There you holiday. go. It's coming out in November. So you guys <laughs> had, in other words, the recipes that are going to be featured in there. You, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all put together. Well, uh, Susan came to us and she said she wanted to feature Chef Emeril mm-hmm. in the holiday issue. And so we, we had a photo shoot here a few weeks back with Chef Emeril where we took the, the main dish and we photographed it here with Chef. And then, you know, people don't just want one thing for their holiday table. No. So we had to flush it out with sides and desserts. And so they came back a few weeks later. And um, so these are all Chef Emeril's recipes that we then recreated here in the test kitchen and... Um, and we had David here taking some lovely photographs of them. That's right. We're going to be talking to him in a little bit, uh, our, our professional food photographer, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing watching him work back there. Uh, just making a dollop of whipped cream look like a dollop yeah. of whipped cream rather right. than a big, ugly lump of it's whiteness. It's not as easy as you think. <laughs> no. All those no. beautiful food shots uh, take a lot of work. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, now, is that all y'all do? I mean, as far as... Uh, recipes go and everything I mean well we are the team that provides chef let's say chef Emeril has an idea whether it's for a cookbook Mm -hmm. a television show Um, you know he goes on Good Morning America regularly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he tells us his ideas and we sort of get in the kitchen and make them happen Okay. So we actually. In other words, I'm going to go on Good Morning America. Make me look good. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) That's our job. That is our job to make him look good. All right. And he, yeah, he definitely he has he has many many ideas that he sorts he gives to us and Mm -hmm. tells us, you know, I was really thinking about doing something with pork and cabbage and apples and something like that. What do you think? And so we will come in here and develop a couple of different things for him Mm. that we think are going in that right direction and then he'll let us know well I want a little more cream or I want Mm -hmm. it to be hearty or or lighter or whatever his feeling may be so he definitely 
is you know, the, the guidepost, and we just sort of try to yeah. make everything happen as it should. That's got to be fun. So you're sitting it there is. watching Good Morning America looking at one of your creations. Yeah. Kind it of is. creations. It's his creation, but it y'all is. are... Well, he's the inspiration, and um, we are the translators. You're the translators. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing, too, because, you know, I I love to cook. You know, but when I get in the kitchen and cook, it's not that I really follow a recipe necessarily. Right. You know, I'm just putting things together and kind of playing around. That's, in my mind, the way I always imagine that chefs cook, right? Mm -hmm. They just kind of play around, put things together, and they may not know it's a tablespoon of this or, you know, an ounce of that. And so, you, you, but you have to know that stuff, it's right? It's completely I mean, you have to know different. Uh, it's a completely different type of cooking, working in a test kitchen. Um, you're really as much scientist right. and chemist as you are cook, um, because you have to be able to recreate that taste. So it's very tedious, and you have to be careful that you don't put something in without measuring, mm-hmm. or that you don't pay attention to the the clock so right. that you, you know because timing is everything um, because there's somebody i know there's some cooks out there they i mean they are by the book right. and they are going to do that right. i mean I, I know some personally and otherwise they you know it's one of those it. look it, it's done when it's done oh no it's got to be you know they, they, they're, they're paying very close attention to that so <laughs> right. that's y'all that's where I y'all think, come in right well i think there are it helps for the home cook for people yeah. who don't really have the training that we have or sort of the experience that we have um, when I came here, I came from restaurants, so for me, it was a lot more difficult to mm. sit down and pay attention to all of the directions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, I was including the salt, measuring the salt, yeah. because I, my... You would just throw it in. Right, because right. that, that's how I work, mm-hmm. and that's how, you know, that's how I was taught. But, yeah, and now know, it's a discipline. Now it is yeah. a discipline, and actually now it's funny, because there are things that I cook at home completely without a recipe and and right. i don't bother with anything and then there are other things that i feel like that we've done here that i have to it came have out my so recipe. good yeah. <laughs> you have to pull out your own recipe, recipe. Yeah. i have to pull out my recipe to make sure that i'm doing it right oh, yeah, yeah. So. Hey, do, do you ever have any trouble like for instance uh some of some of the restaurants and, and you say okay well we're going to translate this into a recipe for a magazine or a cookbook but it might be something that you say well gosh the average cook is not going to go out and buy this weird ingredient right yes so what do you do about that we actually have that come up quite a bit and Mm -hmm. so we always try to give an acceptable substitute or if it's uh something that's hard to source yeah we try to give either an online source or a you know help people find it um but that happens a lot because a lot of people don't have maybe it's saffron or maybe it's coriander seeds Mm -hmm. or right you know it could be anything Right. Number I mean, of we just sort of came up with this um, doing our own holiday cookbook, and um, someone had sent in a recipe for chanterelles, and we had a long discussion about yeah. chanterelles and the fact that they're expensive and the fact that they're hard to find, and can somebody um, in Ohio get them? Right. Um, and we kind of came to the conclusion that it's for a holiday book and it came from a restaurant and we decided that we'll we'll probably keep the chanterelles in but then give an online source to to buy where, oh, to, to, buy, where to buy the where chanterelles. to buy them right. and sort yeah. of also to give an idea that they they're expensive mm-hmm. and it's this is a holiday ingredient mm-hmm. in case you want to splurge that's right yeah. you're going to do this once a year right yeah and yeah. if you need to substitute then we we're going to tell them yeah, wild mushrooms oyster, oyster mushrooms, mushrooms. yeah so we have to think of all those things when we're developing recipes because we are cooking for the, the average home cook. 
I was going to ask you what was a substitute for chanterelles, but then <laughs> we're thinking oyster mushrooms. Oyster mushrooms, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. mild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It sounds like you're really enjoying your job. I mean, I've, I've been watching you guys back there cooking everything, and it looks like you're really enjoying yourself. We're very fortunate. We um, yes. we have the most inspiring boss mm-hmm. ever. And then I well. I don't know about you, Stacy, but I feel I feel very fortunate to work with Stacy and Camille. It's just the three of us here yeah. and the culinary team, and um, I feel like I I'm happy to come to work every day. I work with some very talented ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly learning and being challenged, so it's it's a pretty awesome gig. Wow. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, and we're we're constantly doing something different. So we work. It's a project oriented field and. It's super creative, so I think there are so many opportunities, like Charlotte said, to grow and learn in so many different ways. I mean, there's so many things that I didn't learn to, um, I didn't have the opportunity to do when I was a line cook in a restaurant. Right, so, right. So, I mean, it's such a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really get to, we, we get to, we write and we edit and we do a lot of research um, and we get to cook. So and we kind of get best of the And we get to eat. A lot. A lot. And we, we feed people, which that makes everybody we happy. We make lots of friends. <laughs> oh, oh, certainly. Right. We certainly. make lots of friends. Well, you just made two more. I assure <laughs> yeah. you that. So, Well, thank you all so much. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Thanks. Thanks for being here. It's been a lot of fun. Here. Great, great. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, we, we're talking to two lovely ladies who uh, make uh, Chef Emily Legacy look good. So <laughs> good job. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Take care. Dave Gallant, food photographer. Welcome. Hey. You are a busy man today. We finally got you over Always. here to the table. And uh, you have been uh, uh, working on a dollop of whipped cream for like 10 minutes to make it look gorgeous. Well, you spend, you know, an hour or two working on it to make it look like you didn't spend an hour. I know. Or two. Yeah. I know. It looks like it just naturally came off the spoon with all those beautiful ridges in it and mm-hmm. everything like that. A lot of folks, if they're not familiar with David, have seen your work in a lot of cookbooks all over mm-hmm. the place. Chef John Foles's cookbook, I've seen your work there. I know it's yours because it's real close up of food and my, I salivate when I look at it. So mm-hmm. uh, I did the uh, Encyclopedia of Cajun and Creole Cuisine mm. and also uh, photographed uh, After the Hunt. After the Hunt, too. Mm-hmm. Now, you have been photographing food for quite some time. Um, yeah, I started, um, um, and you know, working with photography at LSU yeah. um, as a student, and ended up in culinary school, where my um, student job um, was in the photography department, working as uh, an assistant, mm-hmm. and that's really where I got my first intro to food styling and food photography. And then. Um, after uh, culinary school, I went and spent uh, almost, uh, well, over three years working in the test kitchens for Southern Living okay. and Cooking Light, um, doing their cookbooks. We uh, had an incredible test kitchen, incredible staff, and uh, half the week I would write, write and test recipes, and the other half of the week I was styling food. Styling so, food. Styling food. Uh, now, I, there's, uh, I've always read articles and everything about people who make food look good, and a lot of times uh, the food that they, they put there is not real, uh, and they make it look like the meat is all juicy, but it's some weird plastic or something like that. You're, you're doing the real deal. Oh, we always shoot real food. Yeah. Never and, and, doing any of the fake stuff. However, after I've put my hands on it for about 30 minutes, yeah. 45 minutes, <laughs> sometimes you don't want to eat it. Well, <laughs> but then there's some people who just don't care. They'll just uh, grab that, it and That would be go. me, yes. That was just, just so, happened just now. As a I try to keep my, my hands clean during the process. And uh, 
Well, um, you know, what was interesting is, is uh, 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 holding a, a spoonful of food. You had tweezers out. You had tweezers, tweezers out to say, okay, in it, the food is still the same. You mm-hmm. were just kind of arranging it to make it look more appealing. Just pulling the, you know, we, 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 we had a, a, a chicken pot pie. Yeah. And I had you scoop into it and hold it up. And then the scoop that you had gotten just really, it was just meat with a little bit of the crust on top. Mm-hmm. So I had to pull out that carrot. I had to pull out those those peas, pull out the corn. Um, and some Made me eat my there. vegetables. Well, yes. you know, it's all about the little detail. And those, um, you know, vegetables and the color needs to be represented in that spoonful because that's what you're getting in the recipe. So when you see the recipe, you want to know that there's going to be carrots and peas and, and corn mm. in it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, going up to... Um, a burger joint and looking up and seeing their new special burger and it's got that little you know line of uh, white right there underneath the bun so you know that there's mayonnaise oh. so you can order no mayonnaise it's all about the little you know ah. little details to kind of the photo needs to show um you know basically what it represents and the ingredients that are inside of it as best as you can so you've got the you've got the ingredients that are inside of it and then you've got the double whammy of i gotta make it look good david great work man thank you and it's uh, good to talk with you again and see you uh, working in the uh, in the food business still yes so, indeed i was surprised to see you here today well keep up the good work and uh and we're, we're going to see more of your photography awesome thanks david thank you all right well we're out of time yet again so uh, so, uh, let's get the weekend started. So, and we'll see y'all next week. Take care, everybody.